Thank you so much for listening to yet another edition of 10,000 Pitchers presented by our friends at Stimulus Athletic. If you're a soccer baseball, basketball, even ultimate Frisbee club. And, and you're looking for somebody to outfit your club with uh, game gear jerseys, you know, or off the field or off the court apparel as well. Stimulus athletic does all of it. And they have you completely covered. Jason and the team at stimulus are amazing. We have worked with them in the past. I'm not just talking from somebody who, you know, has stimulus sponsor this podcast. I am talking as somebody who has been a former customer of stimulus athletic and utilized them to develop our 10 K kit last summer. And you've seen the reaction to that. You've seen how much the people love it, who have gotten it. Um, I wear mine probably once a week being completely honest. So if not more, so that's, that's kind of the quality you're working with, with Jason and the team at stimulus. So, like I said, whether it's jerseys, whether it's, you know, off the field, off the court apparel, whether it's both stimulus, Stimulus has you covered. If you have a design in mind, maybe you're a designer, maybe you have a designer, maybe you really liked the design you had last year, Stimulus can reapply that to their quality apparel and jerseys. Now, if you don't have a design and you're going in kind of scratch and you're not sure what exactly you want, that works too, because Stimulus has an awesome design team and they can help you come up with the look you want, again, on that quality apparel and quality game gear and quality jerseys. So contact Stimulus Athletic, go to stimulusathletic.com, click that design tab, click that get started button and start your amazing process with Stimulus today and make sure you let them know Jeremy from 10,000 Pitches sent you. Here we go. Welcome in. It's another edition of 10,000 Pitches presented by our friends at Stimulus Athletic. Visit StimulusAthletic.com to outfit your club with quality game gear and apparel at affordable prices. What's going on? We are now in episode 41. Yes, we're over that 40 episode threshold. Thank you so much. Subscribe, rate, and review if you have not. Subscribing and drop a new episode. It's always Friday mornings, but if you you subscribe it's always right there in your feed and then when you leave us a rating and review it helps us in terms of where we're placed uh you know uh, the apple podcast algorithm very much favors ratings and reviews so if you can do that that would be awesome if you want to go back and listen to some of our more recent interviews i would highly recommend doing that last week owners from inter minneapolis the newest local team a part of the upsl north division great about their club and uh just kind of what they're feeling heading into the UPSL season, kind of how they've made that ascension from the rec level to this point. A couple of weeks back, uh, Minnesota United talk with zone coverage news reporter, Jacob Schneider. That was awesome. And then uh, three weeks ago now uh, talked futsal with Caleb Crossley. So uh, a wide range of topics discussed over the last few weeks. So go check those out this week. Continuing to widen that range, talking esports and esports soccer to be exact, with Vlora FC and Black Ice Esports athletes. Yosef El Sawi, he represented Vlora in the 2021 Lower League E Cup. So, a great conversation with him about the E Cup and uh, just what it's like kind of uh, being a, kind of a noted, notable E FIFA uh, athlete here in 2021. Uh, before we get to that, though, uh, welcoming in Mr. Ethan Brandt, as always. Ethan, how you doing? Hello, I uh doing good. Uh good to be back. Yeah, and uh we have uh we're actually using a new feature to stream this week, uh to record this week. So we can actually see each other. You'll notice on socials things maybe look a little bit more professional on the on the recording side. Uh nice little overlay to go with uh with the recording here. So you'll see some clips maybe posted by Mr. Ethan Brand himself on our socials. So again, if you haven't, go ahead and follow 10k pitches there. Um, Ethan, how's life, man? Um, you know, no complaints. Um, 
I, I guess the snow's not the snow's not ideal. Um, no, but it's but it's March. It's March in Minnesota March. slash Wisconsin. So this is usually when we get our most snow. But yeah, I'm not excited to have to go shovel the driveway this afternoon again. But again, um, yeah, Just I don't think we need to start. Like, it'd be one thing if it was going to be there for a while, but I know it's going to be melted in a couple days, but I need to go shovel. You know, because I just can't have snow in my driveway. Again, it's all about the perception, Ethan. Like, it's all about, I can't be that one guy who's not shoveling his driveway in the neighborhood. So I got to go do it. Yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't want to be that guy. But, you know, this is March. March Madness. We're back. Um, Yeah, we are back. We are back. And speaking of March Madness, got a, got a special bracket to get to. If you remember the critically acclaimed Girl Scout cookie bracket from a few weeks ago, Uh, we have a new one this week. Uh, along with the March Madness theme, it's a St. Patrick's Day theme bracket. So we'll keep on the edge of your seat until we get to that. We're doing things a little bit backwards this week, though, Ethan, because uh, we are recording very, very early. We're actually recording on Tuesday afternoon here. So, um, you know, I want to make sure that when we do our headlines and stuff, they're they're up to date. So I'll be recording that at a later date, and you'll hear that on the back end of this podcast. But we're doing the segments here uh, in the at the beginning because we are recording so early. So. Just trying to accommodate your schedule, Ethan. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm a busy guy, busy guy. Um, and uh, but yeah, no, it's nice. It, it's daytime. Normally, we record. We're recording at like you know ten, and it's dark. But it's day. I I feel I feel more alive today. Light outside. You know, you're getting that. You're getting that energy from the from the sun. The windows are open. There's actual natural light coming into the room. It's great. Exactly. Um, I, I don't know how you're recording. I feel like you should be at work right now, but, but we don't need to dive into that I'm on one. Lunch break. I'm on my lunch break. I get an hour for lunch. Okay. I guess Come on now fair enough. Um, I, uh, it's admirable yeah, I, that you're, you're, you're skipping out on lunch. I, got, to, uh, I eat to so fast, man. Like high school, like we had like 30 minutes to actually get our food, eat it and get back to class. So I got into a habit of eating really, really fast, and I have never let go of it. Like I eat so fast, so uh, it will. What's it uh, what's lunch looking like today? What's lunch? Uh, like so today? today we got leftover chili, leftover chicken chili. Very okay, exciting. not yeah. bad. Yeah, pretty, and it's it's nice with the snow outside. It's a nice little warm meal to you know. Yeah, I uh, I had a I had a PB and J. I don't know. I'll probably have some like, I don't know. Like, That's a classic college student meal. Add PB and J. Probably gonna have some ramen later. Maybe throw some mac and cheese in the microwave for dinner. You never know. Yeah, you pretty much drilled it. Um, I did. <laughs> I eat a lot of granola bars. I think I've talked about that before. Um, yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, lunch. I remember what it was like. Yep, definitely. So, and actually three minutes at time of recording here Duluth FC is going to unveil their 2021 home and away kits on Twitter so we will give our live reaction to that uh as soon as they do that so Ethan if you don't have Twitter pulled up I'm sure you do but if you don't have Twitter pulled up go ahead and do that uh, but before we do that we're going to go quickly through our NPSL North standing predictions where we think things are going to end up in the NPSL North. If you remember uh, just last week, or maybe it was a couple weeks back now, the NPSL North released their schedule. They were actually the first of the NPSL divisions to release their schedule. Um, so, and we broke that down a little bit in last week's episode. So if you want to check that out, go do that. But uh, we're giving our predictions and I have to say, we're giving them a little bit blind because 
there was no NPSL season last year. So we haven't seen these teams on the field since the podcast started. Like we've never actually seen a legitimate, meaningful match with any of these teams on the field. So our analysis, our insights is not going to be very uh, detailed. So take that with a grain of salt. But uh, just going by the conversations that we're having with these clubs and, uh, you know, some of the information that some of the more national uh, lower league soccer outlets were able to obtain from these clubs, what information we're able to obtain from these clubs. uh, That's really how we're conducting these standings here. So um, it's not it's not that ESPN level analysis uh, that that, uh, hopefully you don't expect that from us at this point. But uh, it's basically just by social media and uh, and conversations we're actually having with the clubs themselves. Yeah, I uh, most like 90 percent of all, uh, you know, analysts and and insight, I'll go insight, insight I'm providing is based off what I've seen on social media. Um, So, so yeah, let's let's get into it. Um, We're going to go we're going to go bottom to top here. So, okay, let's do it. Then we'll get to the top. Um, so I, so there's seven teams in the NPSL North. So we're going to go seven to one, um, at number seven, I have lacrosse RS LC RS strictly based off the fact that I don't know anything about them. I'm not able to find any information. They don't really have much of a social presence. Um, again, have never seen them on the field. They have been part of the NPSL North for a while, but this podcast is only 10 months old. So I, I don't know much about them. Um, and, uh, they did not perform favorably in the 2019 NPSL North season, so that is why they are ranked at the bottom of our pre of my preseason standing prediction. Yeah, I um I agree. Um, they are they're at the bottom for me. Um, I also uh close to the bottom there. I have uh Sioux Fall Thunder. Uh, it's their first year back in the MPLS, right? Um, MP, what did I, MPSL? Um. I, I believe they took a hiatus, um, and now they're back, which is obviously exciting. Um, but that, but that, that's a tough turnaround, I think. Um, so for me, they are at six, but and okay. but almost seven. Okay, six. Now this was a tough one for me. I I, I don't like putting them um, at, at near the bottom because uh, I talked to Ted Creighton a couple months back. Great guy. I believe he's going to do great things at Joy Athletic, but it is their first season it's their inaugural season in the npsl so i do think there will be some growing pains there so at number six i have joy athletic club um yeah yeah so i i said my six uh sioux falls thunder um but no i uh i guess i'll, I'll just give my my full rundown and then may i how we both just give our, our full rundowns and then we'll analyze okay, after. So you go five to one and then i'll go five to one yeah so so at five, then I have um, Dakota Fusion. At four, I have um, Med City. Um, at three, I have Duluth FC. At two, I have Joy Athletic, and one MPLS City. Wow! Wow! Joy so, Athletic runners yeah, so, up, silver medal in their inaugural season. Yeah, so uh, while I have the goats, right? They're goats. Yeah, I have the goats listed high, uh, because um, at their foundation they have like a youth. They've had like youth development 
Um, I like I think they start pretty young and um, going up. So I think they'll be able to pull players from there. Um, on their social media, I saw um, or I've been keeping up and I've seen they uh, from the guys that they do have signed and announced on social media. They have some uh, really good players. Um, I think I saw a former semi-pro player whose name escapes me. And I think a former uh, D1 player or or maybe two of those. Um, so from what I've seen, they have some, I think, really talented players. And like I said, the youth foundations, I think, really help. And um, the uh, being in Minneapolis, you, you got a you got a big pool. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe we do have ESPN level analysis here. That was good. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was very detailed, very, right. very, uh, very expertly uh, um, argued there. So good job, Ethan. I'm proud of you for that. Um, so like I said, yeah, go ahead. I'm doing that. Nothing. Yeah. Okay. okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so seven, I have LCRs, six joy athletic. I have Dakota fusion also at five. I have med city also at four or no, you had med city at three. I have med city at four. I have Sioux falls thunder at three. I know they took a hiatus, but they were near the top of the table in their last couple, um, in PSL seasons. So I, uh, I really do think that, um, that, that Sioux Falls could perform favorably in their, uh, in their uh, return to the NPSL. Um, two, Duluth FC. Um, I think what, what Tim and, and the guys are doing at Duluth FC is great um, for what I've seen, that they're really building a good foundation, a good roster for the 2021 season. I think the COVID year has been – they're one of the clubs that I think will benefit from the COVID year because of their ability to kind of take a step back and really form that roster that could perform favorably. And I know that there were Duluth FC players that did get a chance to play last year in other leagues like the WPASL and a few other direct leagues that were playing. So I, I think that pitch time is, is valuable in those kind of competitive environments and then number one how can you not go with minneapolis city um i i think I, talking to the guys in minneapolis city and knowing they're going they're going for the three-peat this year right they've they won in 2019 they won in 2018 this roster just talking to them is far and away better than either of those clubs like by by a pretty wide margin and so i just don't see how any of the other clubs can catch up to what Minneapolis city is doing to me. They're just on another level. I think Minneapolis city odds on favorite to win the NPSL North and everybody else is honestly just playing for second at this point, but that's why you play the games. I could be wrong. I could be proven very, very wrong, but uh, I feel pretty safe in that prediction and that assumption that the crows are going to be at the top and probably win the league uh, by a significant margin. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think, uh, yeah, the Crows uh, are probably pretty solid, um, uh, solidly locked in at number one. Um, like we said, there's there's a lot of unknowns right now. We know some teams are still having, you know, tryouts and piecing together that roster. Um, and, and like we talked about with Joy, uh, th- they have some talent and they're, they're kind of pulling from that, that same pool as, uh, you know, the Crows. Um so I think it'll be interesting, and I I think at the end of the day, there's a lot of talent, you know, on all these teams, and it'll uh, it'll be it'll be a fun year. Yeah, it'll be nice. I mean, it'll be nice to just get soccer to talk about, right? Like, how long have we been doing this podcast? And aside from Minnesota United, we're talking about FIFA, or we're talking about hypothetical soccer. Like, it's it's actually going to be happening, and we're going to have actual games to break down and discuss, and standings to break down. 
and everything like that. I'm just so excited for when that happens. I was actually talking to somebody the other day and I was like, I honestly don't know how to run a podcast in that environment because we have not done it the entire time that this podcast has existed. So I'm excited. I'm also a little bit nervous to, you know, I don't, I want to make sure we get all of our bases covered because it is going to be a lot, but I'm also very excited for when that time comes. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be wild actually having to uh, comment on specific things instead of talking about, you know, Steve Carell from space force. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But I, I think another important factor is a lot. Obviously, a lot of these players are coming from the college ranks, and uh, with uh, uh, a lot of teams playing uh, right now in the spring, I think a lot of players are going to come in, you know, uh, more in shape than they might have otherwise, and just a little bit sharper, just because they're coming right off uh, their uh, their college season. All right, Ethan, do you have Twitter pulled up? I have Twitter pulled up. All right, Duluth FC. They. Six minutes ago, they unveiled the kit, the kits. Yeah, wow. Those those are solid. This is this is really good. <laughs> yeah, these are. Do we know? Do we know who made these? Um, they had a designer. Oh yeah, okay, I see him. Thanks um, to. I don't recognize the the actual kit maker. I don't recognize that logo. Looks like a B with an S around it i'm not sure but anyways the kits themselves holy cow if you have not if you're listening on friday morning and you have not checked out these kits go follow duluth fc on on facebook twitter instagram wherever go to duluthfc.com and just look at these because this is this is high quality minneapolis minneapolis city may win the league but as far they may not win the kit battle this season. This is these are that good. Yeah, these are these are these are superb. Um, uh, I I like the contrast between the two as well. Like I think you their uh their home ones, um, take a little more uh simplified and you know representative approach. Uh, like the trees are obviously very simple. I think um, everything about it's just kind of kind of simple. And then um. The away ones uh, or the lift bridge, um, obviously a lot more on the nose. You know, they just def- that's definitely just a picture of the actual bridge. Um, and, you know, but the way it's incorporated into the kit is cool. Yeah, that, that is well. They did a good job with that. It's really it's got that got that slanted almost uh, sash nature to it, which is really cool. And uh, as a as a one year Duluth native, I, I take a lot of pride in these, you know. There you go. There you go. Home team, baby. One year. Trying to get one. Yeah, one year Duluth uh, uh, resident, not native. I'm not from there. That's not how that works. Uh, No, you're not. You're not native unless I'm resident. One year. I I was registered to vote there for a full year. Nice. Um, Nice. So that counts. Um, Also, the kits are good, but also um, like their their graphic design and their branding this season is uh is pretty pretty spot on like i they're talking we talked a lot about branding last week right with hayward united and hayward wolfpack like Duluth fc stepping it up this year and uh they're i believe they're using like a high school kid harrison law is his name i believe he is the one who's kind of doing the design and branding which he also did the design and branding for hayward wolfpack too so um just uh, just excellent overall work in just terms of the present presentation of this but also 
uh, the kits definitely follow through as well. These jerseys are are fantastic. Yeah, these are um, yeah, these are awesome, and uh, I uh, I think they'll I think they'll they'll play well, like you know, actually in person. Obviously, mockups um are generally sometimes, like yeah. Sometimes the in person doesn't match up with the mockup, uh, but when you get to this level uh, and knowing Tim and the guys at Duluth FC, I'm sure they have uh, either seen these kits in person, like had, had some sort of samples made so they can look at them in person or um, have some assurances in who they're going with that they trust them and are, you know, they're able to follow through on what these look like on the actual mock-up. Cause these, if it's any, if, if it's anything like in person, what it looks like in the mock-up, these are going to be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they'll look good. Um, and uh yeah exciting stuff for Duluth you know um like we talked about um I think you know with Hayward like doing doing something you know making changes uh you know putting effort in uh is important at at all levels you know just to keep the conversation going get people excited um so uh yeah these are awesome yeah shout out Duluth FC uh can't wait for when those go on sale (laughs) that's all I'm saying yes Before we get into this week's interview, got to let you know what's happening with our friends at 9th Street Soccer and Coffee. Big thanks to them. They are the newest sponsor of 10,000 Pitches, and we are so grateful for their support. And they are introducing the 9th Street Cup. That's right. Leagues are coming to 9th Street Soccer and Coffee. It's eight games over eight weeks, winner take all. So no playoffs, top of the table takes on the hardware, similar to your favorite European competition. And these are semi-competitive competitions. So, you know, come to compete, be competitive, but also have fun and don't take yourself too seriously either. You don't want to be that guy that's taking it too seriously. You can be competitive and have fun in the process. And that's what these leagues at Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee are all about. When do you play? Well, Wednesday nights, either from 8 to 10 p.m. or Saturday mornings from 8 to 10 a.m. We'll be playing in both slots in a given week, uh, just once a week, um, you know, either that Wednesday night slot or that Saturday morning slot. Limit to eight teams per league, minimum of five players. This is five on five. So if you think you got the goods, you think you got the stamina to roll on the field the entire time, maybe roll with five players. Or if you want some subs, which, I mean, I would definitely want some subs if I were playing in this league, have those on board as well. And the games are two 20-minute halves. If you want to compete in this year's Ninth Street Cup, registration is open now until April 3rd. Just go to NinthStreetMPLS.com. That is N-I-N-T-H-S-T-R-E-E-T-M-P-L-S.com slash league. That's NinthStreetMPLS.com slash league to register for the Ninth Street Cup. All right, now it's time to welcome in a good, good friend of the podcast. So I am very Happy and excited to welcome him on this week is Vlora E Sports representative Yosef Alsawi. Yosef, how you doing today, man? I'm good. Thanks for having me here, Jeremy. I appreciate it, man. Absolutely. So we'll get to your participation with Vlora in the Lower League e Cup here in a here in a few minutes. But first, I just kind of want to get a gauge on your background in soccer, your background in gaming, and kind of how those worlds collided. Yeah. So. Um... Soccer, I kind of grew up, it was a family thing. My my father, he wasn't really into soccer as much, but my grandfather was. And so uh, we we used to watch it all the time. And I think I remember back in uh, 2006. So I'm originally from Egypt. My parents are both Egyptian and I have, I was fortunate to be born here, but we watched the Confederations Cup with uh, Egypt and they actually beat the Ivory Coast. So I really remember that. And that was kind of a big turning point for me. Uh, in terms of getting involved in soccer. My dad wanted me to do basketball, but I don't know. I really had an invo- uh, an interest in that. And so 
yeah, over time I started playing FIFA. My friends uh, got me hooked onto it, or sorry, my cousins actually got me hooked on it. We used to do tournaments all the time when we were kids. So we'd go to like the, in Egypt, it was more of an open setting with coffee shops and stuff where you could actually go in and play. And so we did that for a few years. And uh, the first, my favorite color was blue. And so I had picked Chelsea. I had eventually gone down the line and uh, Chelsea became my favorite team since about 2007. Um, so I started supporting them. So I know you support Everton. So I know like it was, uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, if I didn't get Chelsea, it would have been Everton right after. So I was like, sweet. Absolutely. You know? So I have a little, little connection to my heart there with Everton. So uh, yeah. I got some love for them as well. But yeah, um, started gaming and then uh, fast forward like 10 years in 2018, I got involved with uh, Minnesota League Gamers. And that's kind of how I got involved with meeting Blora. Um, and the esports organization that I play for, which is Black Ice, uh, we started doing tournaments there with them, and uh, it was a lot of uh, a lot of competitiveness, which I never was used to. Kind of an in-person setting; it was everything was online for me, and I never really got used to that, other than when I was a kid. And so it was a really good experience to kind of get to know that, and that's kind of how I got to know um, the owner of Black Ice and and get to work mm. with them. So when did you kind of realize that like gaming was, wasn't just kind of a casual thing for you that you were kind of better, better than the average gamer. And you know, you had, you had, you were kind of on that quote unquote elite trajectory with gaming. Yeah. I think um, probably around 2016 when I started, I had, so I, I transitioned a lot from Xbox to PlayStation over the time. And I was involved in a lot of the online leagues back then. And I got involved with, um, more of the United Kingdom side. I didn't realize that the U.S. didn't have a lot of interest in that back then. And I was also like, what, 2016, that was five, year, uh, five years ago. So I was probably yeah. like 18, you know, or not 18, but 16, sorry. And so that, you know, I was pretty young and I didn't know much about the esports setting at that time. Um, so I did online leagues and I thought I was pretty decent. I always used to blame the internet connection because I lived here and they were always overseas. So I figured yeah. once I can get a grip on finding people here in the US, I might be able to showcase my skills. Um, so that was really the kind of the turning point for me, getting involved in those leagues online, eventually finding um, more of a US setting, which was nice. Definitely. So fast forward now, you're involved with Vlora in terms of representing them in lower the Geek Cup, you know, Black Ice, you, you mentioned those things. Um, how did you get introduced to Vlora and kind of how did you become their sort of uh, esports representative for lack of a better yeah. term? Yeah, so um, Vlora, Adi, Adi Bilani, he's the owner of Vlora. And so we, I had met him actually at one of the, the Black Ice tournaments back in 2018. Well, Black Ice wasn't their name back then, but it was the Minnesota League Gamers. We had met there. Um, and we were, we, you know, good guy. And I figured, you know, be good to get a connection with kind of, you know, the community in terms of a soccer team. And that was huge for me. I wanted to get involved um, because I felt like Minnesota United at the time, I wasn't too connected with, you know, I was a Chelsea fan through and through. So it was kind of difficult to really find a second team that was local that I could really enjoy. Um, so uh, Adi actually works with he, he doesn't directly work with Black Ice, but he's kind of um, like a sponsor for us, more of a, a partner. And so it was a pretty good transition to say like, hey, they were looking for an esports representative for the tournament. And they were like, hey, do you want to try out? So we had, it was actually me and Haza, who was in the second division in this year's tournament. We'd actually played a playoff tournament last year. Um, and it was a best series of five at the time. And I think he had beat me the first two games, actually. So it was kind of like he was in the driver's seat in that sense, but I eventually turned it around and won three, two. So I got the honor to represent Blora that year, which was last year. 
Um, but this year, because they introduced the second division, I figured to let Hazen know, and that's how we got two teams in this year. Very nice. So uh, let's talk about the lower league cup a little bit. So um, obviously, your 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 my first uh, exposure to you was last year representing uh, Vlora in the inaugural lower league cup. Um, and then you represented them again this year. So um, just talk about the lower league cup a little bit, kind of how you got involved in that specifically and kind of how you've seen its growth and what it's like competing in that kind of tournament. Yeah. Uh, the lower league cup for me was pretty new. So when I recently, like, I'm not really a Twitter guy, I was more of a Facebook type of person. So as I started getting involved in Twitter and kind of updating like profiles and making myself known in that sense, I got introduced to the E cup and I'd known already some people that were involved. So uh, he was on Xbox this year, but his name was uh, Andrew and he represented DeKalb County. We had known each other previously through his streaming career. And um, so he, he got involved and I signed up and yeah, it was, uh, it was crazy. Cause I never thought that like someone could do something like that, something so mm -hmm. big to involve so many teams and yeah. uh, kind of a broad U S experience. Like I always thought like, Oh, that's a United kingdom type of thing. You know, they do the E premier league stuff and, I never thought that they could bring that something here. And I honestly wasn't even, I didn't even know about lower league teams at the time. Like I didn't know about the UPSL and ASL, those sort of leagues. And, and then getting to know Laura, like I always thought it was just MLS and then like amateur teams, you know, I didn't know that there was, there was an in-between that could, um, that was like competitive. And, and I felt like incorporating that with soccer and due to COVID, like that was a perfect opportunity. And I love being a part of it. Um, in terms of the first year, the first year was pretty different than the second year because I think for, um, oh my God, the host name, geez. Joe. Uh, Joe, Joe yeah, Joe, he, yeah, yeah, Joe Meyer. Oh my, I was thinking, I was thinking uh, <laughs> lower league and I mixed those two names, but yeah, um, Joe and Daddy did a phenomenal job. Danny from Small World, they did a great job incorporating it and kind of advertising it. And so I was pretty excited to kind of get to the event and he, it was so cool. Like I was nervous at the beginning because you don't know any of the teams you're kind of getting in and you're not knowing what to expect. And I think the first year I was super nervous. Like I remember my first game was against Boca Raton and I'd went one nil down in the first game and I was like, Oh, lovely. Here we go. You know, yeah. esports career off to the start. It's going to be great. <laughs> you know. And I was like, and then Adi messaged me. He's like, dude, what's going on? I mean, I know you're better than this, you know? And, and I was like, oh, am I better than this? Okay. So I was yeah. like, all right, let's keep playing and we'll see how it goes. And I eventually won the game. But I remember Adi was like, dude, you got to chill. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. we're here to support you. And that's, you know, we know that you're good enough to play. Um, so the first year was pretty like, a, it was a good experience to kind of get to know people. I think I got to the round of 16 and got knocked out to Innocentes, who eventually got knocked out by Motown. Um, mm -hmm. So it was a good, it was a good experience because everyone was kind of around that level, like elite level players. If you're looking at ultimate team, but even like a, everyone had that competitiveness in, the, in themselves. Sure. I wanted to go far, and and that that whole like Danny did a really good job of like breaking it down from quadrant to quadrant on like who should go to the next round, and it's like, how do you know all this, dude? Like he got yeah. most of them pretty pretty spot on but yeah it's amazing like you know some people can like create a media platform like that just to like find a niche but like right. he literally like like dives so deep into this stuff and he knows so much and yeah danny from small world is one of my favorite people to follow because he's just so knowledgeable on the lower league soccer scene yeah and it's um 
and then, and then you got to like the one thing to consider too is that Danny and Joe are both college students too. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy that I would think that someone that would create an event like this would be someone that's you know working a, later in their life, later in their career that's kind of focusing on like I want to give back. You know, I want to do mm-hmm. something for the community. For them, they were like, let's just jumpstart this. I mean, mainly Joe, obviously, but you know, Danny working in that sense too with the second division. Like that's crazy to think that someone my age is like, yeah, let's do this. Let's create 150 plus teams that'll enter a tournament and like (laughs) do crazy stuff. Like the level of organization that comes with it is insane. Crazy, man. I applaud it for him for sure. Definitely. So, um, you know, heading into this year's lower league e-cup, obviously you had that first year experience under your belt. Um, You know, were you more ready this time around and what'd you see? I mean, was there better competition kind of, how was the e-cup different this year than last year? Yeah. For uh, you personally and for the tournament as a whole. For sure. So for me, I felt more com- more comfortable, obviously, going to that first tournament setting. You kind of get to know people. You know, I got to know people like Gio and, and Jamie, uh, people from BlackRock and, and Greenville. And I was like, okay, at least I know that, at least I know more people going into this time around. Um, in terms of the setup, I liked it a lot more. I think it was a smaller group of teams that entered, so it made the groups a little easier. You kind of mm-hmm. split it in... I, I think some groups of three, some groups of four, um, which was pretty cool. I think my only thing that I was a little iffy about was the fact that, so I had in my group, I had um, Oxnard Guerreros. And so I played them already in the group stage, but I eventually played them again in the round of 30, round of 16. So for me, I feel like, and and I obviously I mentioned it to Joe, but it's like, it's a good opportunity to kind of split the bracket up. I know he did it for time zone reasons. I think it'd be Mm -hmm. good to kind of experience it like, oh, I just played Oxnard. I hopefully I don't have to play them until the final if I get there, yep. you know. I think mm-hmm. it makes that a little more exciting that you face fresher people uh, in the knockouts and yep. it kind of tests your ability. Um, but yeah, for me, I think uh, I think I did better than what I expected. Obviously, I made it to the quarterfinals, which was a, a big achievement. But like, like I said, like it was super competitive. We had uh, Motown, which was obviously a pro player. Um, Oxnard, which is a pro player as well. Whitney is a top, top player. Like he's the one who beat me eventually. Uh, Chris Mora as well made it to the final last year. And then, you know, on the other side of the bracket, huge competition and, and Gio and Jamie and those guys, like, you know, it, it does, it does bring the good competitiveness out of it. And it's all fun and games at the end of the day, right? Like we're all trying to have a good time and represent. And I think compared to last year, uh, there was a lot more spotlight this year on individual players rather than the teams. I think last year was more of a focus on the teams and getting them exposed. This year, it felt more like players were valued more. Yeah. And that's, if that makes sense, like we got, there was more spotlight on like, you know, uh, Joe did a good job of like highlighting like videos, like he would upload clips of people after, yeah. like, like, for example, my video, I'm not trying to like plug that in, but the one where I made the penalty save at the end, like you didn't get that last year until like the final. But yeah. he did that in very important moments in, in each game. So I think that was really good. Yeah, I think uh, the, the marketing aspect of it and just the whole kind of presence, the digital presence, the social presence, you know, um, obviously with more time to plan, there was more time to kind of implement an actual strategy with it this year, right? And I, right. I, that, that to me was one of the most impressive things. Like, like to your point earlier, like you would have thought this was like a standalone, like super hyper professional media outlet that right. is like running this thing right because it just has that kind of presence to it and it's awesome to see just in i mean it started what may of last year so in 10 months of existing kind of how this thing has grown 
it's, it's awesome. Um, have you seen, you're pretty plugged in in the gaming community. Have you seen the lower league e-cup kind of providing a, a stepping stone for some gamers or some players who are also gamers to kind of uh, move further in to uh, a gaming career or, or move further in and kind of expand their streaming presence? Kind of what have, what have you seen from the lower league e-cup standpoint as like kind of providing that platform for gamers and players uh, alike to sort of expand their online presence just in general? Yeah, absolutely. So forgot to mention in between the summers, so from last year to this year, Joe had hosted actually a bunch of different tournaments throughout the summer. Like one was an ultimate team theme tournament and I think others were clubs and that kind of brought that consistency. You know, it's like, this is yeah. going to be something that's going to stay. And I think that was good for the competitiveness. And I think, and I absolutely agree. I think Joe did it like the platform that he created was helpful for a lot of gamers that wanted to compete. Like I mentioned, like a few years ago, I didn't think that there was a U.S. presence in terms of competitiveness, like in terms of tournaments consistently around around the states, because it felt like if you weren't a pro level player, you couldn't find a place to compete. There are some states that did that, like Florida does that. I know Orlando, uh, you know, places Orlando, Chicago, those cities, they do those things. But I, I mean, in Minnesota, you don't really get that often. You don't get that. And, you know, in some other cities around the states that'll that'll push that. And so mm -hmm. Joe, what he did was he basically said, hey, here's a tournament that you can compete in. We'll advertise you basically for free. Mm -hmm. And, we'll, you know, if you do well, people get to recognize your name. And I think for people in terms of the gaming setting, like P San Lee uh, in the bottom quadrant beat uh, Motown twice. That's a mm -hmm. pro player. That's a guy who's gone to events, right? Yeah. If he was to say, like, I want to go down a path in that sense, he has that platform to say, I beat a pro player. I know I'm at that level. Right. And I think that's really important for, for a gaming perspective to have that sort of record on your name. Yeah. In terms of streaming, the, streaming is a bigger, like a bigger opportunity, I think, because when I streamed last year to Boca Raton versus Boca Raton, I remember I had at least 40 viewers in the stream. I've never had 40 viewers in a stream at all. I think the yeah. max I've had was like 10. So yeah. to know that that that's the amount of influence Joe has on lower league teams in the community, there's a huge opportunity there for people. I know Gio has gotten more into streaming. I know the guys over in Forward Madison have consistently started streaming. I know the guys down in Minneapolis City are streaming more. Like it's it's given people an opportunity to to really showcase their their skills and themselves. You had mentioned uh, kind of the. Um the good side of you know having pro players um going up against you know aspiring pro, pro players and how it could really give those aspiring pro players sort of a boost there is the flip side of that though right we saw metro louisville this year in the first and second divisions winning 17 nil and 17 one respectively yeah. in those finals um where do you see that balance being struck there in terms of what the e-cup can do in the future to make things kind of more competitive but also uh, not denying you know, people who, who do want to compete in this, what can be done in the future to sort of, I guess, strike that balance? Yeah, it, honestly, dude, it's such a hard question to, to even think of answering it. Mm -hmm. I think, I think that that's something that's just been a general thing with, with FIFA and the community that it's created. It's such a competitive environment. And so, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, Oxnard, Motown, Metro Louisville, like those guys are probably all pro players, even Minneapolis city. I'm pretty sure the guy in the, uh, the representative is a pro player as well or verified because I know I looked at his, his followers and most of the guys that follow him are professional players. So it tells me that they're at that level. And I think what, what can be done is maybe make a pro 
tournament event, right? Like yeah. these are the people that, and when we're talking about pro players, at least what I'm talking about are people that are verified in ultimate teams. So that means they got 27 wins in the weekend league, which is the, the competitive event over the weekend. So if you get 27 wins out of 30, you're basically a, I don't want to say you're a professional player, but you are verified to compete in events. Mm-hmm. So I think if to kind of mediate that you can make a tournament for verified players and say, Hey, you want to compete at the highest level. You want to still be involved in your lower league community. This is a good way to do that. And then I think for everyone else, then you can kind of make that balance because yeah, obviously, you know, we, we're all about good manners and we're all about being good to each other and, and saying GGs and stuff. But if you're going to get slapped 17, zero, is that really going to be an in the final too? I think, I think that's right. the thing to me. It wasn't like a group stage match. It was, it was the final like max from Minneapolis City is No joke. Exactly. And just getting thumped like that. And then you see what also happened with Metro Louisville in the second division final too, basically doing the same exact thing where the second division is really made to be sort of that casual supporter fan type division. You know, it, it did rub some people in that community a bit the wrong way. Um, and I do think there is a kind of a way to strike that balance. I did just kind of want to get your, your overall input on that. Yeah, definitely. And, I, and, and that way to kind of mediate that is going to be, it's going to help in terms of overall satisfaction. You know, people can accept losses. Like obviously mm-hmm. me losing to Whitney was probably one of the most frustrating days of my life in terms of a FIFA career, but I understood that I could have done better, you know, but if you're losing like 10 nil or 10, two, it's like, that feels like there's a bit of a gap in terms of the skill level for people. And you don't want to make it like um, you're not happy to be there because at the end of the day, you're, you're there to entertain your team and your, and your supporters. So it's not, it, it, obviously the results matter, but you know, you still want to be engaged in that way. As somebody who has, you know, competed in pretty much all these E-Cup events over the last year, are you in some sort of email chain or some sort of communication chain with, with Joe and the guys in the league about upcoming events? And do you have any maybe info or news on, on E-Cup events that might be coming up that you might be looped into? Yeah. I've, uh, I don't necessarily talk to Joe on a, on a consistent basis, but we do message each other. I know he normally sends out like a big tweet Anytime he has announcements to make, he does that. Um, so the best way to really get that information is to follow him. I know he's probably planning some sort of summer events like he did last year. Those are pretty successful and it really got some a variety in terms of game modes and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I know as much as most people do. So Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so what's next for you? I know you, uh, you're you you're heavily involved with Black Ice. Um, you know, I'm assuming some events there. The E1776 um, FIFA competition is obviously up and running. So what are you doing now and what's next for you uh, gaming-wise as you move forward here into 2021? Yeah, for sure. Um, started Yeah, started E1776 League this, uh, this March. It's been pretty good. Uh, it's divided into some divisions where you kind of pr- do a crossover play between USA people and United Kingdom people. So it's kind of a a nice little mix of variety, kind of something I'm a little used to in that sense. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I'm hoping for. I want to get involved in more online tournaments over the next few months to kind of see where I'm at. I know I've been on and off with FIFA for the last few weeks, but that's the goal. In terms of in real life stuff, obviously with COVID, it, there's limitations with that, but we're hoping that we can open up Black Eyes soon. Um, we had we opened up, we had kind of a little op- a soft opening, but due to the virus and the, and the protests that we had in Minneapolis, it kind of made things a little more difficult to, to get sure. involved. But yeah, once we get, we're right now for Black Ice, we're doing online tournaments. But once we open up the space, that's really the goal, get involved in that, really expose the community. I mean, that's always been my goal when I've been competing is you want to, you know, 
remember where you came from to know where you're going is kind of what I how I think about it you know bring up the Minneapolis St. Paul community and and get those guys involved so in terms of gaming is FIFA your specialty or do you specialize in, in other games too and what other games do you play competitively uh, FIFA FIFA is my main game for competitive wise but I do love playing some COD on the side oh, Call yeah. of Duty is one of my games but that's when I was like 12 you know I was more competitive oh, okay. when I was younger but now, since I've kind of found my niche with FIFA, I think uh, I think that's where I'm heading. But I love I love being competitive in any game. You know, if the opportunity is there, uh, I love to play. Awesome. Well, uh, Joseph, definitely will uh, stay in touch on Twitter and uh, keep following what you're doing. Uh, very excited to see um, you know where you, how you progress in uh, in the uh, online FIFA scene. Uh, Yosef El Sawi, uh, Black Eye Sports, and uh, Valora FC esports fifa representative i don't know if you have an official title with them but i'm kind of coming up with that on the spot so uh uh yosef why don't you tell people tell uh tell the people how they can get a hold of you interact with you you know watch a stream all that good stuff yeah for sure um handle on twitter is ufasa 98 someone has the ufasa handle man and i've been upset about that so i'm hoping one day i can try to that. dm them maybe and try to I, say hey uh, <laughs> DMs aren't open, unfortunately last time they interacted on a tweet was like 2014 it's so it's always that way it's, it's always, always the guy that the guy that has the Jer at jeremy rushing twitter account has like the egg profile picture and he hasn't Aww. tweeted since like 2011 it's like That's what are you doing yeah dude it's like give me the name it's me exactly exactly <laughs> Yeah, so Ufasa98 for my Twitter. I mean, I, I do streaming on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook, but the best way is probably twitch.tv slash Ufasa. Other than that, I mean, that's really, those are the main places to find me. Do you have specific days and times that you try to stream, or is it just kind of whenever you get the time? It's just kind of whenever right now. I just recently moved into a new place, so I'm just trying to get stuff set up. But once I kind of get a little settled in, there will be a schedule for sure. Is that a nice little view I see in the background? It's just, uh, well... I got a little poster. Oh, was, I'm a okay. And it's, a, it's a poster for it's in your control. I felt like a that would be a cool nice. gamer thing. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm sure. some black eye stuff here, but you know. I love that. I love that chair. That's, <laughs> I know. It's that's a nice, nice gamer chair. <laughs> yeah, it's dope. It's got the little head pillow and everything. I feel like I, I fall know. asleep in that thing. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. <laughs> well, pleasure well, as so always. Thank you so much. Joseph, I appreciate the time, man. Thank you so much. Again, uh, follow him on Twitter, watch him stream on Twitch, support the guy uh, any way you can. Uh, very, very good friend of the podcast. I'm sure we'll talk again soon, man. Definitely. Thank you. That interview on 10,000 Pitches was presented by our friends at PodMN. I want you to go to your Apple App Store or your Google Play Store, whatever kind of phone you have, and type in PodMN, P-O-D-M-N. Hit that download button. And when you go there, I want you to search for Minnesota soccer. You will find that in that dropdown, you have all your favorite Minnesota soccer podcasts right there in one place. I'm looking right now. We have Sound of the Loons, Crafty Rogues, Equal Time Soccer. Uh, we call it soccer. The Minnesota soccer podcast, 55-1, the Daves I know, all right there. One stop shopping for all your favorite Minnesota soccer podcasts. And also, I got to admit, 10,000 Pitches is on there too. And it's more than just soccer. It's more than just sports. They have Vikings, Twins, Gophers, Timberwolves podcasts. They have local true crime story podcasts, local news podcasts, local entertainment podcasts from Minnesota creators, Minnesota podcasters, all in one app. And I haven't even gotten to the best part yet. The best part is that you can actually win prizes just for listening to podcasts. Go to your Apple App Store or Google Play Store, download PodMN, 
and go to podmn.com to learn more. It is now time for the much-anticipated things that are green St. Patrick's Day brackets. Ethan, you have been hard at work on this, so I'll let you take it away. That's right. It's it's bracket time. Things that are green. Um, you know, it's the big dance, as they say. Um, it's the so, biggest dance. I can't think of any dance that would be bigger than this, to be honest. So no, yeah, th- this is the big uh, bracket that I'm sure everyone was interested in this March. So this is um, the bracket people were filling out. This is the one. Uh, so kicking it off here with um, from the green teams. Uh, uh, conference region, region, region conference. Yeah, conference region. We have uh Celtics FC, um, versus the UND Fighting Hawks. Okay, I believe it's Celtic FC singular, but I'll, I'll let that slide. Um, so UND used to be the Fighting Sioux, right? But then they changed to the Fighting Hawks. Understandable. Yep. yep. Uh. Celtic is just such a storied club, though. I mean, they're really like them and Rangers. Like they're the only two like Scottish, Scottish soccer clubs that people can actually name off the top of their head uh, here in America, at least. So um, because of that, because of the worldwide nature, I don't think anybody in England's gonna really be able to rattle off North Dakota Fighting Hawks off the top of their head. So I'm gonna go Celtic, and we're a soccer podcast, so I feel like we should stay on brand. I. Uh... Fair enough. Um, I would have gone Hawks. Uh, my mom is a alum of the of North Dakota. Um, North yeah. Dakota just won uh, the NCHC playoff title against St. Cloud last night. That was fun. Um, oh man, we're not you're not you're not making any friends on this podcast right now, Ethan. Yeah, we're I guess no. I am listeners. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how many North Dakota listeners we have, but roll, roll Hawks. Um, but anyways. <laughs> Moving on to the uh, the things that aren't green uh, conference in the green things bracket, we have Green Day, popular band, versus NBA player and Philadelphia 76ers guard Danny Green. Oh, Danny Green plays for the Sixers now? Yep. I think I last remember Danny Green when he was playing for like the 2013 Spurs when they were going up against the Heat and all those finals. I think that's the last time I heard the name Danny Green. He has two championships uh, since then with two different franchises, but but fair enough. Yeah, he's a yeah. Sixer now. Okay, fair enough. Oh yeah, he was with that Raptors team, wasn't he? Yeah, of course. I mean, of course. That's honestly, even if I didn't know who Danny Green was, the fact that you said NBA player. And knowing you'd be like, oh, he played for the he played for the Raptors at some point. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, in preparation for this, I rewatched uh, the end of Game Six, uh, the Raptors versus Warriors, like the finals, and uh, and he he had like this turnover with like eleven seconds left. Raptors up one. Like the Warriors got a good look oh, at it; they missed. But um, I remember so anyways, watching, I remember watching that. I think I was moving the very next day from one apartment to the next. And so I was like stressed out from like moving, but I sat down because I was, we had the game on the TV, but I wasn't really paying attention. I was like, "Oh, this is close. I'm going to take a break and watch this." And you're right. My, uh, almost blew that yeah, no, my my heart. Even just watching like the replay like today, like the YouTube video, like my heart dropped. But anyway, so I'm going green. I'd go Green Day because of that turnover, Danny. But well, I'm going to go Green Day for a different reason. Actually, Green Day, one of the best concerts I've ever been to. I went and saw them. I was in eighth grade. 
I went and saw them. The American Idiot Tour came to uh, came to my hometown, and uh, we had ended up getting our like finagling our way into like a box suite for the concert because one of our one of our classmates like her dad like owned one of the suites in the arena or something like that and so there were like there were like 35 middle schoolers in this one suite like way like that i'm sure it was way past the regulations and so we're all crammed in there watching the it was awesome it was awesome such a good show uh so yeah i'm gonna go green day is Green Day like an eighth grade band? Like I no, thought they I were. No, they were. They were the band for like my generation, like my more like that generation of people. Not okay. necessarily like they're not like in perpetuity. In perpetuity, like every cycle of eighth graders just loves Green Day. Like I don't know I, if that's necessarily it, but like when my generation was in middle school, like that was prime Green Day, or like middle school, early high school. Uh, yeah, that was like prime Green Day time for sure. The the only Green Day song I can name is the Twenty One Guns one because it was in Transformers. But anyways, we're moving on to the green food category, and we have the Shamrock Shake Classic. versus Panera Bread Salads. All due respect to Panera Bread salads. I mean, we're talking about salads. Panera Bread probably are at the top of the top of the chain. Maybe, maybe just behind Olive Garden. But uh, you know, they do good with the salads. So if you're looking to eat healthy, uh, you know, Panera is always that one place uh, that you think of. But this is like this is like that first round, like one seed versus sixteen seed. Like this is yeah, just this- a blowout. There's, there's like no. This is no contest. This is this is absolutely one hundred percent shamrock shake. Yeah, this is this is this is Duke versus like Southern Methodist University from like Kansas or or Illinois versus Drexel. I'm probably going to I'm probably going to end up regretting saying that after I just said that. Now because I said that Illinois is probably going to lose to Drexel in the first round, but uh, yeah, it's that one sixteen. Yeah, there's there's no doubt. Yeah, no Josh. shamrock. Yeah, shamrock shake advances here, but I don't. Yeah, Panera's got some good salads. Um, as far as like restaurant salads go. Um, all right, moving on here. Uh, to the 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 green bad things or things that are green but bad. Um, and <laughs> we have um, we have green text bubbles. So, like, if you have an iPhone and and you get a text from an Android and it comes up green, um, versus green grass, but that grass is getting cut and it's Saturday at six a.m. So it's like and grass like, clippings, you're, basically. So you're, yeah, your neighbor's cutting his grass at six a.m. on a Saturday. Oh yikes! Yeah, that's the worst. I can't think of much much worse than that. So just I just by default, I'm thinking I'm gonna go green text bubbles. Like anytime I get a text from somebody and it's green text bubbles, it's like oh, if I try to send them a tweet, the tweet's not gonna auto populate. Like that to me is like a first world like inconvenience. Uh, but yeah, your neighbor mowing the lawn at six a.m. on a Saturday. Hopefully, as we get into summer here, none of my neighbors uh, partake in that particular activity at that particular time. But we'll see. But yeah, I, I can't think of much worse than your neighbor firing up the lawnmower while you're trying to sleep in. So yeah, I'm yeah. Go, oh, so because of that, I'm gonna go text bubbles. Text bubbles advance. 
as as an as a Android user, I uh, I would also go green text bubbles. Um, they're not that bad. They're not that bad. Um, but all right. Uh, okay, moving on. Second round. Um, we have uh, Celtic FC versus Green Day, the band. Ooh. So, you know, soccer and music are like two of my three passions. Food is the other one. So this is this is kind of, you know, pulling me in a couple different directions here. Although I really, the, the difference here is I really have no actual like fandom or actual like passion for Celtic FC itself. I'm not a Celtic FC supporter. Um, they have a really cool logo. And I think I did buy a, a Celtic FC t-shirt a while back that I still have somewhere. I probably should have broke it out today for St. Patrick's Day, but you know, uh, but not, it's not enough to, to out, out duel Green Day. Uh, you know, like I, like I previously mentioned, Green Day is very much aligned with, you know, my, my growing up and, and kind of when I stopped listening just to what my parents listened to and kind of broke out and started to listening, started listening to my own music, like Green Day was one of those initial bands. So because of that, Green Day advances for sure. Back when you had a you had to buy a song for a dollar thirty nine. Oh, put it pre on that, iPod. Man. It was even pre iTunes. Older us older oh. millennials, man. We bought CD. We bought CDs from the CD Oof. store at the mall, and put them That's into not... our stereo, and hit the play button and listen to that in our bedrooms. That's what we did. That yeah, I guess yeah, but. That that sounds awful. I'm gonna be honest. Then, then uh, actually, a few, a few years later, iTunes came around and you know started buying songs. That was like high school for me. But like like fifth, sixth grade, like that into like middle school, uh, that was you know that was prime CD time. Terrible. Sounds awful. Um, if uh, if if the Celtics were still with New Balance, I think they're with Adidas now. I'd probably go them. Because they got good yeah. jerseys. As a yeah, dad, yeah. I can appreciate the New Balance Alliance. So I agree. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Anyways, Green Day advances. All right. So we got the Shamrock Shake. Um, but And it would be, again, versus Green Text Bubbles. But we're going we're gonna to wild card game um, to play in for the Green Text Bubbles. Mike, like a first four matchup. But we already yeah. played the first round, so this can replace something that advanced to the second round. Is that yep, yep. is that right? Yeah. So, well, okay. you know, wild card. We're getting crazy on St. Patty's Day. Uh, Mike yep. w- w- Wolowski from Wazowski. Wazowski Incorporated. Wazowski. Mike Wazowski. Yeah. Okay, you got. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Uh, you know the circle guy with with the big eye. Yeah. Um, yeah. versus the Chicago River being turned green. And. How can I pick against the Chicago River? I'm born and raised Illinois, born born and raised Illinoisan. Went to school in the Chicago suburbs. How can I not go? How can I not go Chicago River there? So to me, uh, as as much as uh, I loved Monsters Inc. growing up, and the kids love Monsters Inc. right now, uh, Mike Rosowski, he's cool. I have to go Chicago River. Yeah, I feel like the premise for that movie is kind of weird. Like they just scare kids, so. Yeah, this is Chicago River. I would, I'd probably pick that. And green text bubbles aren't that great. Um, the Milwaukee, when the Bucks made the playoffs like two years ago, they dyed the river green, and uh, it was it, it, it wasn't Why? that cool. Why would you try to take that and like that makes no sense? I I know, like 
I, I don't know how much it costs to dye a river green, but I they should have done almost anything else with that money besides dye the yes. river green. Agreed. So anyways, Shamrock Shakes versus the Chicago River being dyed green. This is this is semifinal or is this the final? Yeah, no, this is the semifinal with the right to play Green Day and in the final. Um, with the right to play, play Green Day in the final. Got it. Um, so, oh, man, this is this is a tough one. This is the two one seeds playing each other in the final four, right? Um, Chicago River being dyed green, Shamrock Shakes, two of probably the top, I would say top four things that you initially think of when you think St. Patrick's Day. Uh, yeah, at least and Lucky Charms being, being in the Midwest. What? Lucky, Lucky Charms being the third. Lucky Charms being the third. Yeah. Um, obviously. Um, Go Lucky Charms. Man. Uh, oh. Oh. Shamrock Shakes are so good. Um, oh. I'm, I'm having a very difficult time choosing. Um, so I'm just going to have to like do any mini mini, mini mo in my head. Honestly, to try to pick one, uh, I, I, I don't know. I think, I think not being in Chicago, probably because I'm removed from it, it's not as it's not as important to me as it would be if I were still close to there. Right, so because right. of that, because I can't go drive five minutes to see the Chicago River Green, but I can go drive five minutes to McDonald's and get a Shamrock Shake, I'm probably right. just gonna. Go with Shamrock Shake. Yeah, yeah, same here. Uh, but you know, river rivers being green—that's cool. You know, we don't see that every day. Um, but yeah, no. Sh- and, and being Sham- green, being green, not just in their own murky, like gross way. Like you know, some rivers are green just because they're disgusting. Exactly. But Chicago, they make this the is, river this green. Is it's a, on purpose. Yeah, this is a food coloring green. Um, Right. All right, so Shamrock Shakes advance, uh, and they will be facing off against Green Day in the final. I think this is an easy one, but give us your thoughts. Yeah, just it might have to do with the fact that it's lunchtime and I'm hungry. So That's right. It's that might be the lunch- whole reason why I'm, <laughs> I'm going this route. Uh, I'm sorry, Green Day. I love you. Billy Joe, you're the man. But uh, I got I got to go Shamrock Shake here. I mean, that is literally like the one, like it's just so anticipated. Like it's so like everybody gets amped for it. It's like it's the one thing that McDonald's does that's like it, I think to me it beats Monopoly. It beats the McRib. Like everybody looks forward to Shamrock Shake time. So uh, exactly, I'm, yeah. I'm no sure. Shamrock Shakes advance easy. Um, and yeah, there you have it in the things that are green bracket, the um, undisputed shamrocks, shamrock shakes, uh, take it home. Congrats. Um, shamrock shakes. Maybe, maybe we'll get some championship merch for shamrock shakes and get that created. It's t-shirts and hats. Yeah. I think, I think we, I think we'd have to, it's, you know, it's, uh, Absolutely. shamrock time. This, you know, this is March. This is March. As they say, and- this is March. This is this March. Is That's March. what they say. And oh. and they also say uh, the Ides of March, which is the middle of Ides March. Of March. I, I haven't heard the, the phrase the Ides of March in, in a long time. So thanks for that. I just, I just watched the movie with uh, George Clooney and Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Just watched it. 
Nice. And it's good film. And it was I all right. Seen that one. I haven't it was, seen it in yeah, a long time. I, it was all right. I didn't know what to be quite I honest. It's not like first on my list of like rewatchable movies. Like when I have time to watch a movie and I want to watch something that I've seen already, Eyes of March is definitely not not anywhere close to the top of the list. So yeah, no, it uh, it wasn't it wasn't in there for me. I but I won't rewatch it. But it was it was fine. It was it was March. Yeah. Um, it's kind of it's kind of like uh, it was March, and I felt like I need to watch something with March in it. Um, Fair. I feel like March has as, a lot of as things. one does. I feel like March has a lot of things named after it. Like you have Ides of March, you got March Madness. Um, like uh, you got uh, Mar- uh, Drake song March Fourteenth. You got Future song March Madness. Like that's a lot of March stuff, you know. How did Future not get uh, not get uh, a lawsuit against them for that? Because NCAA has that phrase locked up. I I I don't know. Maybe like you know, capitalized a, a letter. I don't know if that's how copywriting works. I don't, I don't know. Um, Interesting. But but yeah, no, that song just missed out on on the bracket. Uh, Lucky Charms missed out. Those were going to be in here. Um, Honor- yeah, let's do some honorable mentions. Give me give me one or two more honorable honorable mentions here. Yeah yeah okay. So like I said, the the future song March Madness, uh, great song. Missed the cut. Lucky Charms didn't make it. Um, Gatorade bottles, you know, the ones that you like squeeze. I actually got it mm-hmm. right here. These ones. Yeah. Those are iconic. Didn't quite make what about it. Kiss me on Irish shirts. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm in on those. Um, no, I don't know. I don't like, I don't know. Um, I don't, those don't play I don't, well for me. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, the Spotify logo that's green almost made it. Um, and yeah, I think that rounds out the honorable mention list of things that. Ju- right. Oh, Michigan State. Uh, I think they're pretty iconically green. You know. Yeah, that's uh, true. Maybe some. Oh, maybe they're not just Michigan State anymore. They're Michigan State basketball presented by Rocket Mortgage. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> right. We got to make are. sure we got to make sure we give them their full due. That's right. Rocket Mortgage paid a lot for that. I'm sure. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. I can't wait till like you know. Wisconsin Badger basketball brought to you by like Paramount Plus. Um, Minnesota Golden Gopher basketball presented by uh, Raisin Canes. Raisin, see that that one's actually good though. Like if it's I like good, yeah, I don't think I anyone like would that. hate it. But I should do like that. You know, Rocket Mortgage great. just sucks. Like or like Dude, USA. You hear Bank. it. You see it. You hear it all the time. Like how much? Well. We're watching March Matt or while we're watching any sort of sports over the next month, there's gonna be 70 million rocket mortgage commercials. It's on every podcast, it's on every radio station. Like it's just it's everywhere. You like, can't escape it. Exactly. Like honestly, like I assume Rocket Mortgage just gives you house mortgages. And like also we're not slandering Rocket Mortgage, or if they want to sponsor 10K, I, we're in. Like like All that. In. We're yes. in. Bring it. But I mean, we basically just gave you a spot like the name brand recognition that we've given you in the last three minutes, although we weren't necessarily talking favorably, was probably worth some money. So just saying. I but no, I have I have no idea what Rocket Mortgage does. Um they like but, give you a mortgage like they give you a mortgage approval in minutes, I guess. Oh. Okay. I, I'm I'm not there in life yet. Like I've ne- I haven't needed a mortgage, but um, if I don't, do, don't get a mortgage. Don't get a mortgage. 
it's okay. It's so so much. It's so much. Good. I tip. made my first mortgage payment two weeks ago. Yeah. And I and I have another one in two weeks, and I'm just like, so much money. And uh, I, don't know, I don't know how these. I don't know how these people. I don't know what kind of scam these people are running to take so much money from people for owning a house, but it's a lot. Isn't that wild that like you just pay off you like you just pay off your house the rest of your life? Like isn't that yeah. crazy? Then like only a very, very small percentage of people actually end up paying off their house. Right. Um you're I basically saw this... just paying rent. I mean you you technically own it, but in a way you're just like paying rent to the bank. Exactly. To live but, in your house. But I, I guess the I guess the, the draw there is like you know, if you decide to move, you make money versus an apartment where you just, you're just correct. done. So, correct. That is um, correct. Man, yeah, you know, I'm, I I go to college here and there, so I, I, I pick up on this stuff. Um, there you go. Smart but, guy. Um, All right. Ethan, thank you, buddy. Good morning. Anyways, the things that are green bracket brought to you by Rocky Mortgage. <laughs> Congrats, Shamrock Shakes. Big dub. Thanks again to Ethan for coming up with the uh, St. Patrick's Day bracket and being my co-host today. Also, thanks to Yosef Elsawi from Valora FC's eSports side uh, for joining me to talk about uh, the lower league E-Cup and everything going on uh, in the local eSports scene. Um, before we get out of here, I want to get into some headlines. Um, Minnesota United's Hassani Dotson and Bloomington's own Jackson Ewell were in the starting 11 for the U.S. Men's National Team U23s in their Olympic qualifying opener against Costa Rica. Ewell's actually been named the captain of the squad during this uh, run of competition, so that's really awesome. The U.S. even more awesomely edged Costa Rica 1-0 on a goal from FC Dallas's Jesus Ferreira. Um, Dotson was actually very influential on that goal. He made a near-post run, drawing the defender out of the path of the pass that led to the goal. And he played 81 minutes, really was a main focal point of a lot of the American success in this one, especially in the midfield. They didn't have a lot of midfield success, but uh, where it happened uh, really uh, came from Hassani Dotson. So he got a lot of shouts from national writers like Matt Doyle and others. Um, so very impressive opening performance. A lot of people on the national scene kind of scratched their heads when they saw Dotson in the starting 11, to be honest, but he really showed why he's there. And uh, with that performance, I expect him to continue to be there through this Olympic qualifying run. So excellent for him. In the college scene, the Gophers suffered their second loss of the 2021 campaign, falling 3-0 at number 11 Penn State. So, I mean, nothing really to hang your head on there. Penn State is a wagon this year. So, um, no, 3-0 loss. While it's not ideal to get your second loss of the campaign, uh, you know, Penn State is a very, very formidable opponent. They stay out east for a match with Rutgers on Sunday. Then they finish off the regular season with three games at home, the first of which next Thursday, March 25th against Purdue. That match will kick off bright and early 11 a.m. on BTN+. Finally, want to let you know what's going on with our friends at SpamFC. ShopSpamFC.com is where you can go to uh, check out some of their awesome merch. You got that stimulus check-in. Maybe you have the means to maybe spend that on uh, on a little something-something for yourself. Definitely check out ShopSpamFC.com and uh, just some of the amazing merch that is up there. The script collection is out. That is awesome. 
Whether you want to buy a t-shirt, whether you want to buy a hoodie, whether you want to buy a baseball tee, or you just want to maybe just get a sticker and a coffee mug. Either way, it's all up there, shopspamfc.com. And if you're a listener of 10,000 Pitches, promo code POD, P-O-D, gets you 10% off at checkout. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Yosef for being our guest. Thank you to Ethan for being my co-host once again. And we will catch you next week. Have a great weekend. Bye.